Hello, and welcome to the Christ Table Podcast, a Bible study for those who struggle with digging into the Bible, but who want to develop a richer faith, one with some meat on its bones. I'm Kevin Young, a media guy turned minister who's passionate about helping others thrive, especially spiritually. If you're unaware, Christ Table is a movement of people returning the church to her roots, in homes, around tables, over food with old friends and fresh conversations. Check us out over at www.christtable.today. In the meantime, today's study continues the topic of unity as we make our journey through the book of Ephesians. Today we're in chapter 2, verse 10. Let's dig in. A few weeks ago, we were on vacation as a family, and one of the things that is always exciting is us visiting Washington, D.C. We've been there two or three times as a family, and it still feels as like we haven't been able to see everything yet that is in D.C. There are so many museums. And when the kids were little, a lot of the museums that we gravitated towards were the obvious ones, the Museum of Natural History. Uh, We love the one uh, about modern American history as well. Uh, The U.S. Air and Space Museum has always been a big hit. But as the kids have gotten older, what I've tried to do as well is to insert some art galleries and some museums that uh, may not have been quite as enjoyable as a little kid, but try to baptize them a little bit into um, culture. And so this time we went with the kids for the first time through the uh Ameri- the through the national Mu- the national museum of art the smithsonian and so it has two buildings a west building and an east building uh one building is modern art and the other building is art that is older and we found some things that were really interesting there but i tell you as i was walking through the building that has uh, the renaissance paintings and and the art that is not considered quite so much modern art we round the corner and i see this painting that looks in the style of Salvador Dali, and um, it, it it just kind of surprised me, and uh, it so surprised me that I pull out my phone to try to see is this a Dali painting because I didn't even see uh, a description of it anywhere on the wall. I pull it up, and it actually is a Dali painting. It is a very famous Dali painting, and it's called the Sacrament of the Last Supper. And anybody who's seen Salvador Dali's paintings will see that it is very much in the style of him. And it is huge. It's enormous. It's like nine feet wide. Takes up nearly the entirety of the wall that it's on. And after doing a little research, I found that it is um, by far one of the most popular works of art that is in the Gallery of Art in the Smithsonian there in Washington, D.C. Now, I say all of that to say that there are places in the Bible in today's passage, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, there are places in the Bible that speak from an art perspective of our relationship with God and God's relationship with us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece, and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we may do the good things that he planned for us long ago. And so that middle line there, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus, is 
kind of the, the placard next to us, next to our life that says that the artist is God himself. And I love the way that that first line states that you are, I am, we are God's masterpiece. Now, the way I memorized this in the King James was actually the word workmanship. And so uh, the idea here is that you and I are God's workmanship. Now, the interesting thing about it is, is if I were to paint a canvas, if I were to put charcoal to paper and draw something, uh, it may be, it might be better than what you would do. It might not be better than what you would do. But I can tell you with certainty, it would never hang in the National Gallery of Art in the Smithsonian. Um, it is a work of art, but it is not a masterpiece. There is a difference between just simply drawing something or painting something and it being done or crafted by somebody who is skilled in that, who is gifted in that. And so the word that's here in the Greek that Paul uses as he's writing to this church is that you are not just God's creation, but you are God's workmanship. Masterpiece, as the New Living Translation uses, is actually a phenomenal word to use because it reminds us that you were created not just by anybody, but you were created by a master. If I were to create something, it would simply be a creation, but it would not be a masterpiece. Uh, I am not skilled in workmanship of art in the way that Salvador Dali is. How much do you think of yourself as being designed and created intentionally by someone who is skilled and gifted and a master at doing so? Probably not very often. Unfortunately, we may be God's workmanship, but we tend to see the flaws. We tend to see the mistakes. You know, if I were an artist, I might look at something that I had done and, and wish that I had drawn that line a little differently or wish that I had shaded that area in a bit of a different way. Maybe that I had used a different tone of that color than the one that I ended up using in the painting. And sometimes I think that we can become art critics and that we become critical of the way in which God designed us, only noticing the flaws and never noticing the beauty of it. Now, why do I say all of that? I say that because this is exactly what happened with the Salvador Dali painting in the National Gallery of Art. It was immediately one of the uh, gallery's most popular paintings of all time. But it was not popular among two groups of people, theologians and art critics. And in fact, it was so unpopular and so distasteful that they moved it from a prominent location within the National Gallery of Art to a hallway on the edge of the building in a security checkpoint 
next to an elevator, which is where it hangs today. That's why whenever we rounded a corner a few weeks ago and saw this painting, I did not believe that it was a Salvador Dali painting because I could not imagine that any painting of any value would be placed in this space. It was almost as though they were giving Dolly the middle finger a little bit. It, it was it was like we we have this painting, we have to display this painting, but we are going to put it in a in a place where it does not rise to the level of its value, and we're going to do it intentionally. It'd be like putting it in the bathroom. Uh, it was out of the way. And, and I was shocked when I found that it is actually a Dolly painting and it was intentionally placed there. And it is one of Dolly's most popular paintings. And it is and has been the most popular painting through the masses that is in that particular gallery. Sometimes I think that we place ourselves in secondary places because we don't see ourselves the way that God sees us. We don't see the value in how we have been created. We don't see the beauty. We don't see the intentionality. All that we see are the flaws or the mistakes or our own perception of God's masterpiece. But if only we could see it through his eyes. Dolly loved that work of art. He spent nine months of his life working on it. He showed up in Washington, D.C., all the way from Spain for its unveiling. It was a big deal, and he viewed it as one of his greatest works. You are one of God's greatest works. You aren't just a piece of creation. You are a masterpiece of his creation. And he created you anew in Christ Jesus. Any of those flaws or, or any of those rough edges, whenever you came to Jesus Christ, there's a term in the art world called overpainting. Oftentimes what will happen is the original artist will go back and will overpaint, will will fix some things, will will take off some rough edges, some dull areas of the painting or, or things that maybe over the years have have um, become a bit faded or, or had some issues. Uh, if the original artist is still alive, we'll go back and overpaint those areas in order to bring them back to a state of perfection. Whenever you come to Christ Jesus, that's what God does to you. You are his masterpiece and he sees you perfectly. And any of those rough edges and any of those difficult places in your life or in your journey. He makes you anew through the power of Christ Jesus. Why? Why is he so intentional about you? There's so many other masterpieces that, that he could spend his time on. Why is he so intentional about you in that final line so that you can do the good things he planned for you long ago? He has specific things that only you can accomplish. He has specific things that only you can give. He has specific things that only you are able to see through. You are God's masterpiece. 
This Bible study from the book of Ephesians is brought to you by Christ's Table. If you'd like to join us in the study, there's an easy-to-follow guide in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. You know, 65 million adults in the United States have dropped out of church, and that number will grow by 2.7 million before the end of this year. We at Christ's Table are committed to doing something about that. We're committed to creating a world where the table is once again the center of the home, the center of the family, and especially the center of faith formation again. Our mission is simple, to help people eat freely and drink deeply of life and of faith. Find out more about us by going to www.christtable.today. When you get over there, be sure to sign up for our email list. And for those who choose to donate, we have a resource box that we're going to send you in the mail as our thanks. Trust me, you'll like it. And by the way, the podcast is available because of the generous donations of our listeners and the incredible community of people who call Christ's Table their spiritual home. Join us on our next episode as we continue our step-by-step study through the book of Ephesians. And if you'd like to watch these Bible studies live, there's more information on our website about that as well over at ChristTable.today. Thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next time, I'm Pastor Kevin Young, and this is Christ's Table.today.